Morning everyone, my name is Dan Chadwick, I'm the leader of Mosaic South Gathering and if you're joining us in venue or at church at home live, um, it's so great that you're with us today. If you're catching up on demand, um, it's really great that we can, um, I can serve you like this uh, today. I'm starting a new series. We've got a four-week series on prayer. So throughout today and the next three weeks, our great hope is that you grow in your own prayer life with God. And uh, we're going to look at today at a passage in Mark 14. And um, all about seeing how Jesus, how he responds when pushed to the limit. Over the past six years, I've had the privilege of taking different people with me to Zambia to visit some friends we've sent from Mosaic. And I absolutely love going. However, I really don't like the night flight from Europe to Africa. Year after year on the flight out, I struggle to get comfortable you know, airline seats weren't built for someone my size. I really struggle to be able to go to sleep and I'm really not great when I don't sleep. One particular year, my friend Andrew joined me and I was pushed to the limit of tiredness. How did I respond? Well, you can ask Andrew if you want, but I responded in moody withdrawal. I was rubbish company for the rest of that day's travel down to Kapiri and Poshi, where our friends live. And Andrew was the one who lost his luggage at the airport in Zambia. Well, we're going to read a story today where Jesus, he is pushed to his limits, far beyond what I experienced on that night, after that night flight to Africa. But he, Jesus, he responds in prayer and in surrender. So I'm going to read uh, the passage from Mark 14. It'll come up on screen, read along with me. They went to a place called Gethsemane and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James and John along with him and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little further, he fell to the ground and prayed that if the hour, uh, if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Couldn't you keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once more, he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning a third time, he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. In this story, we're going to get inside the heart of Jesus. When pushed to the limit, what comes out of him? We see Jesus' humanity on display and he collapses under the strain. Yet in persevering and intimate prayer, he is strengthened through surrender to Abba, Father. Today, if you're struggling, being wholeheartedly surrendered to God. If you're questioning, can you actually really trust God? 
If you're struggling with prayer or need to know what to pray, I hope today and the next three weeks that follow, God's going to use them to help shape your prayer life. We're going to look in the next 15, 20 minutes about how Jesus' surrender to God is how we should also live, surrendered to him. Authors John Smed and Justin Huang describe prayer as a journey. Well, Jesus is showing us three pathways of a journey with God in prayer. And today we've got three of them in front of us, three paths that we can follow Jesus on. Firstly, an aisle of intimacy. Second, tracks of trust. And third, a passageway of perseverance. So let's start. We're going to explore intimacy with Father God in this surrender. Jesus here is intimate and persevering and he leads us along an aisle of intimacy. You see Jesus, he's, he's, he says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death in verse 34. What's going on here? He, he, he's pushed to the limits, he falls to the ground and cries out using this word Abba. And it's a word which means daddy. It's a word that's full of love and affection. As a young child, I called my father daddy. But as I got older, I adjusted it to dad. That's what I still call him today. And when I hear adults calling their father daddy, it always makes me appreciate love and affection that is between the child now an adult and their father. Jesus' word Abby, Abba, is really like that word daddy, papa, full of closeness, affection, intimacy. Can you picture it? See Jesus in this passage is literally on the floor and he's not being a drama queen when he says he's overwhelmed to the point of death. Tomorrow He's going to be crucified and he approaches God in prayer with the spirit of a son to say, Daddy, is there another way? Is there another way we can do this? You see, this intimacy is the context for surrender. Jesus' prayer says, I love you. The Isle of Intimacy reveals a closeness and an affection for his father, even though what is being asked of Jesus here, that he'd go to the cross to die for the sins of the world. You see, when pushed to the limit, Jesus, his prayer says, I love you, Father God. This way of prayer leads Jesus on this Isle of Intimacy. Jesus says, come follow me and we'll discover intimacy as the context for surrender. So let's apply this. Let's put this in our own prayer life. I wonder for you, does your own prayer life lack closeness with Father God? Do you want to grow in intimacy with Father God? Well, let's turn to thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is such a key in opening up intimacy and closeness with Father God. I found over the past few months, Psalm 103, so helpful for me in culturing thanksgiving. So I suggest read it every day. 
memorize it, meditate on it as you eat breakfast, as you start the day. Try it for the next seven days. Break it into chunks. Read it together with others. So use the Psalms to cultivate thanksgiving. And secondly, use worship music. I've suggested two songs that I have found absolutely brilliant in helping me grow thanksgiving to God. One is I Thank God by Maverick City Music and the second is Give Thanks by Sinatch. Both songs are upbeat and they're full of life and energy. And I've used them just in my kitchen as the music's playing um, to just yeah, be, express my own thanksgiving to God. Be thankful towards him. And I've seen in my life in the intimacy grow between him and I. Secondly, we see Jesus' acknowledgement of Father God's supremacy and power. And as well as Jesus leading on us along the Isle of Intimacy, he now takes us along the well-worn path that they are the tracks of trust in which we surrender our own desires. You see, Jesus' death leads to our life. When Jesus quotes the cup, take this cup from me, he says. He, he's, in doing so, he, it's his expression of surrender to drink the cup a once-for-all action through which forgiveness of sins is available to us. He says, everything is possible for you, Father. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Can you see here? Jesus himself has desires. We can see this. He has a desire not to go to the cross. Jesus didn't want to do this, yet he surrendered himself. He surrendered his own desires because of what God the Father was asking of him. Jesus chose to surrender. He didn't have to. He wasn't made to. Jesus chose to surrender his own plans, his own desires. Why? Because he trusted our Heavenly Father, because he loves our Heavenly Father. This prayer in the garden says, I love you, it says, I trust you. Well, let's apply it to our own life, you see, because we find a benefit here in our surrender. And theologian and church leader Phil Moore says, discipleship means dying to our own desires in order to experience God's resurrection power. Surrender leads to power. Jesus, he dies. Good Friday last Friday. That's what it was all about, him dying. So that on Sunday, he defeats death and is raised to life. That's the story of Easter, isn't it? And here, Jesus in his surrender to Father God's will leads to his resurrection. And our surrender to Father God will, <coughs> will lead to resurrection power in our life. So how are you doing, dying to your own desires? How are you doing with surrender? Surrender is something I've been wrestling with recently. And the words of Councillor Kathy King have been really helpful. She writes, surrender requires humility. It requires us to take a step back and allow the Father to have his way in our lives. 
Surrender requires humility. And a huge obstacle of humility is pride. A huge obstacle of humility is pride, which says, I trust myself and not God. I trust myself and not God. And pride is rooted in the lack of trust in our Father God, that he knows what's best, that his will is perfect for our lives. Because pride says, I know what's best. I'm trusting my plans and not God's. Not sure if you've got pride in your life? Let me ask you this. The past two weeks, have you felt stressed? Stress is a symptom of pride. Because when we're stressed, we're trying to take the place of God himself. And we're not built that way. To all those who are striving, to all those who are burdened and made weary by life, Jesus says, come to me. And in coming to Jesus, we need to humble ourselves. Is there pride in your life? Do you want your way and not God's way? Are there actions or attitudes which need to be laid down? How do we fight pride? Repent. Say sorry and turn around and be humbled. And listen, humility is not a skill to be mastered. It's something that grows. Something that our Father God grows in us. Paul writes in Philippians 2 about the humility of Jesus. He, Jesus, who was the most humble person in history, steps out of heaven, descends and becomes one of us and makes the ultimate descent to die for us on the cross. We're to be humbled by Jesus hanging on the cross. We're to look afresh in our Saviour and allow it to bring us to our knees in awe, in wonder, in gratefulness. We're to be humbled by the cross. So today, allow yourself to be brought low afresh by Jesus' own surrender on his journey to the cross. Kenyan church planter Shadrach T. Asheo says, If you trust yourself, you will need to sustain yourself. But if you trust the Lord, the Lord takes responsibility of sustaining you. It's a great quote. See, in surrender, there is power. Surrender requires humility, we learnt. And Jesus is the one who shows us how to follow on these tracks of trust as he lays out for us. Well, how does this apply to our prayer life? Abba Father, Jesus says, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Jesus' surrender is evident in this prayer deep trust in God, laying down his own desires for the desire of his Father. Yet not what I will, but what you will. Back in the garden, Jesus faced with his hardest tomorrow of his life. He turns to God in prayer. He calls out to God and declares his surrender. So let us be a people who grow in trust and obedience. Let's declare our surrender to God in our prayer lives. And finally, and briefly, Jesus is leading us on his, this passageway of perseverance. During verses 39 to 42 in this passage, we understand that a period of prayer that's happening, that the disciples are really tired, they keep falling asleep. 
Jesus keeps on praying the same words for the same time, we assume. For an hour at a time, he's praying to the Father. Once, twice, three times. This prayer of Jesus says, I'm going to keep on trusting. I'm going to keep on loving you. And so as Jesus journeys this passageway of perseverance, we're to do the same. Because God never tires of us asking again. God never tires of us repeatedly coming to God. Because in repeatedly coming, it's evidence of trust in him. Do you know one of the joys of having young children is hearing them say again and again, Daddy, again, Daddy, again. Whether it's swinging them round or reading them a story or bundling them on the floor. Daddy, again. And Jesus' words aren't filled with the same joy as my illustration. But Father God receives them. He never tires of hearing the words of his children. Jesus pours out his heart, saying the very same words as he's done before. Imagine Father God responding. Hey, Jesus, lad, I've heard it already. Stop your whinging. Just get it done. Nah, that's not the kind of compassionate, kind father we see in the scriptures, who is abounding in love. Jesus' perseverance in prayer is met with welcome by Father God. So let's apply this to our lives. How does this affect the way we pray? How does it affect what we pray? Well, I wonder, what have you given up on? What were you praying for that you've now stopped? 18 years ago as a student in Leeds, God spoke to me from a passage in Genesis about two of my friends coming to faith in Jesus. And so I responded in prayer and being watchful in opportunities to share Jesus with them as opportunities arose. Neither of them have said yes to following Jesus to this point. However, last year I felt God remind me gently of this promise he made 18 years earlier, that he's going to bring them from death to life through his son. And I'd given up on them, if I'm honest, but God hadn't. And so last year I resumed a regular rhythm of praying for them, of bringing them to God in prayer. Persistent, persevering prayer. What have you stopped praying for? What's you got to take up again that you once were praying for? So let us as a church grow a culture of persevering in prayer. And as a finish, I want to do so with an invitation to come join us in praying. Um, across our four gatherings, there's a whole bunch of things that are happening. And I'm going to run through them really quickly. And as I do so, I'm inviting you on behalf of the gathering leaders and the leaders, uh, the core teams in each gathering to say, they're saying, come join with them. So if you're part of the Holbeck gathering, we've got Zoom calls at 7.45am on Monday, 7am on Tuesday, 6am on Thursday and 6pm on Thursday. Four times you can join in in praying. If you're part of Central Gathering, Central are doing a month of prayer um, for the next four weeks. And every Monday during the series, they're going to be praying for one hour at 1pm and 8pm. 
prayer at North, where if you're part of North Gathering, they're also going to use Mondays during the series to have gathering-wide prayer slots, early in the morning, at lunchtime and on evening. And for South, South are going to hold a prayer week at the end of April, praying every day in the week, Monday to Friday, at 6.30am, 12.30pm and 8pm. And regularly, they meet on Wednesdays at 6.30am. All that all that is in the email news. Please check social media too for links to those video calls and exactly the correct time. Put them in your diary and commit to being together to pray during these next four weeks together. And if you're in a discipleship triplet, my encouragement, please get together to, uh, once in the next four weeks to pray together. Well, we've seen Jesus' encounter with God in the Garden of the Gethsemane shows us surrender in prayer. Firstly, Jesus shows us an aisle of intimacy to follow him on. So let's grow in intimacy with Father God through thanksgiving. Secondly, he shows us the tracks of trust we're to follow him on. Let's grow to be people who trust and obey Father God. And finally, the passageway of perseverance Jesus leads us on. Let's grow to a culture of persevering in prayer. Let me finish by praying for us. Let me finish where, whether either if you're at home watching this or in venue, don't turn off just yet. Allow me to pray for you. And as I do so, allow the Holy Spirit to move in you and work in you. I pray, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for uh, what you're showing us through Jesus, your Son. Thank you, Jesus, for showing us um, this intimate moment of surrender with Father God. Pray, Holy Spirit, just come, be at work in all of us. Move in our hearts right now. Father, I pray for those who just feel an absence of intimacy. If that's you, just open up your hands now. Believe in God and wants to put, uh, to grow an intimate relationship with you. God, I pray that you bring people into a season of intimacy in Jesus' name. I pray for you that you'd culture uh, thanksgiving in your heart. God, would, would people grow in thanksgiving and as they do so, be drawn close to you. Father God, I pray for those who are struggling today, trust you. To say, yes, I want to lay down that, I want to do that because they're not sure if you are trustworthy. Holy Spirit, please, right now, reveal um, the Father's faithfulness and trustworthy nature to people. Make it alive in people's hearts. Grow faith in people, we pray. And Lord Jesus, I pray for those today who've, who've remembered things there to pick up and pray. Holy Spirit, please, would you come and make us strong as people who persevere in prayer. God, I pray you'd grace us with answers to prayer. You'd grace us with power to pray. You'd grace us as a church with some amazing miracles as we call out to you this month. We pray, Father, that, that our world would be different because of how you're moving us to pray. And we pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.